yours truly, Julie Jones, with the Adventures of Julie Jones, where each and every week I bring amazing guests from around the world. I know I always say that, but like, let me know if you don't find it to be true at some point, listening audience, because I adore everybody that comes onto this show. And we always have amazing conversations about who knows what, but I know that they always make an impact in your world. And of course, this week is no different. So welcome to the show, my good friend, Katrina Sala. Yeah, you're gonna have those little like, I was on a radio show recently and they had all those sound effect things that you put in the, you know, we need to get one of those for you. Oh my God. Totally. Yeah. I'm making myself a note because actually, because I want the clapping sound and the roar of the sound effects. You gotta do I don't know if they heard that here. or not, but Katrina Sawa makes these cute little buttons that say stop it. <laughs> yeah, it's the best thing. Yeah. Because we gotta get more shit done. You can't you gotta stop the excuses. Like no excuses. There's no excuses. There life does happen, but there's always a way around it or a way to delegate. Delegate it or pick up the pieces when something, you know. So yeah. Just just stop gotta it. keep moving. You know, I, I love the fact, Katrina, that, you know, um, you made these these little buttons and they're actually your voice. Because I just think that that is really, honestly, the cat's ass. <laughs> oh, I just think it's so it's so cool. And it's one of those memorable marketing tools. And this is what we're going to get into today, because you're really good at the whole marketing aspect that we're going to talk about. But like you, I probably got this from you at least a good couple years ago. When um, I attended one of your summits and you sent out like the box of goodies, this was during the pandemic and everything was virtual, right? And the fact that it still sits on my desk every day and I see it and it's a reminder, first of all, to stop it because it reminds me of the Bob Newhart show, but then it also is like got your marketing on it. So what a brilliant, brilliant idea. So why don't we get started, Katrina, and let's talk about like who you are and what you bring to the party and what makes you so unique. So the yes. floor is yours. <laughs> yeah, I, I love coming up with really unique ideas, not only for tchotchkes and business promotional items, but for people to do in their business. I can't tell you how many people I run across that says, I want to do something. I just don't know what. And then they say, well, when I figure it out, Katrina, I'll come to you. And I'm like, no. Come to me now and we'll figure it out together because I can show you which things are going to make money, which things aren't. And we'll like put out the ideas on the buffet table and pro and con and do something brainstorming. And then you'll be able to narrow it down to two or three things that you love and can make money at too, because that's what's really important. So that's what I do. I'm a business coach. I've been doing it for 20 something years. And it's just so much fun to talk to new people who, you know, aren't sure how to really grow their business. Well, and, and, you know, you, you talk about like the fact that, you know, you're innovative and you've come up with all these amazing ideas, but you made a really important point in there that maybe people missed. It's about making money, right? Like we can come up with a million ideas all the time. However, if you're jumping from one thing to the next and it's not creating you income, then you really have to reevaluate what you're doing and so why the marketing journey, Katrina, like, you know, has this been like your whole life story or kind of talk about like where you started and why you love what you do? I've been in a sales and marketing position since I was 16, my very first job. 
that I worked at Ice Cream Scooper at Thrifties. And my goal was to always sell somebody up from like, why wouldn't you want two or three scoops instead of one? So I would say, so people would order one scoop of ice cream. I'm like, don't you want a second flavor? How can you pick? Don't you want two or three? Like, I don't know. Like ever since then, I've been upselling people like in restaurant work. It's like, well, you want the top shelf, right? Margarita, not the regular well, or you want to add a dessert and and then it was, I used to sell knives. Uh, and then I did door-to-door sales. Um, I mean, I've been in retail. And finally, the last one of the last jobs that I had was an advertising sales rep for the local newspaper. And yes, it was before the big bubble burst, right? Thankfully, I got out like 22 years ago. Um, but that's where I really met the, the, had the love of the small business owner. And I would knock on doors there, of course, to sell ads, but I would also connect and network in the community and at the chamber. And that's where I really found the love of networking. And, you know, people were going out of business like flies and they just didn't know what they didn't know. So that's where I wanted to really help them in not only the marketing, but the follow-up, the database management, the in-store promotions, all the things in the back end once you get the initial lead or customer. Well, and I didn't know that about you being an ice cream scooper. So I <laughs> love that because like, you're absolutely right. Like and to me, you would think that that would be like an easy, like upsell, right? Right. Like, oh, just sort of scoop like two. And like, how could you, I like great questions, you know, like that's like something for people to take away. Like sometimes, you know, like in our own businesses, what could you be doing that's easy and fun, right? Like sometimes we make it so complicated and, and we make it like work when it's just some very fun, easy questions that you can ask all the time. Yeah. Well, and like, I was just at an event in person speaking and I had a table display and I had all the books, right? I have like 20 books, but I only had like maybe six books there and yours, of course, uh, the six figure chicks we both in, but also your start living, uh, stop waiting, start living. And people bought my last copy of that. And so I have to get more, but, um, why would I just sell them one or sell them at retail price? Well, this one's $16.95 plus tax. I just did a bundle, like buy th- any three books for 30 bucks or any three books for 40. I think I actually charged one group 40 and one group 30. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't matter. They don't care. Like it doesn't matter. Just make a bundle and make it easier, right? Instead of getting 15 or 20 bucks, I got 30 or $40 because I made a deal and a bundle. Well, you know what? And without even, you know, knowing this, like I just went to an event back in January where I was a speaker as well. And they told me I could bring books. And of course I had my stop waiting, start living. Cause that's my book that I did with you. And we'll talk about that. But then I also had another book, 365 days of gratitude. Mm. And, you know, I just bundled the two of them together for a quick 20 bucks. Right. And everybody was like, like, I'd be like, well, do you want one or do you want, oh, no, I want both of them. I want both of them. Like it was like, I ended up selling over $200 worth of books that day awesome. and I actually ran out and I had to send people some more books because, you know, people love to support, like all it takes is asking number one and number two, that they, they want the knowledge. Right. And so, you know, kudos, kudos to us. <laughs> We're just bundling and, and not knowing, you know, like for me, it's like, oh yeah, that was easy. You yeah. know, again, you know, the easy button, that was easy. Next time you'll do 30 though. One yeah. for 20, two for 30. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> That's what I'll do. Well, but like, you know, sometimes people love to know the story. Like, was there a catalyst, right? Okay. So you're helping all these small businesses. You knew you loved 
helping small businesses, you know, when you were working for the newspaper, what made you switch to starting your own business? Because a lot of people out there, they're scared of that leap of faith. Yeah, well, I I was doing more. I was more of a consultative salesperson back then. So I would go in to try to sell an ad and, you know, we'd negotiate whatever that is, but then I'd stay extra longer and talk to them about all the other stuff, right? Which nobody else did in the ad world. Um, and so they really liked that. And I realized, oh my God, they need all these other things. But then I had like a little shift. So I left the paper and I went to another job It was one of my advertisers for six months. It was a retirement home. So that's really the catalyst that had me quit my job. (laughs) Because after six months of being overworked and underpaid and underappreciated by the boss that I had there, I said, hmm, and I left. (laughs) And that's when I walked out and did my own thing. And I had confidence because of all the people I had met in the previous job, right, for two years in an advertising So I was still networking in the local community. So I still knew a lot of people. So I was very confident that I could just go to them now and say, look, I can help you with your marketing. I can help you with the follow-up. I can help you with all the other stuff, right? Yeah. (laughs) So when you're around inauthentic people and crappy people in the workplace, you sometimes just do really extraordinary leaps of faith. (laughs) Well, yeah. So like, is there a favorite part that that you really love? Because you do a lot of things within your business. We talk about the marketing and I want to talk about like how you help people with getting books out because that's a form of marketing. You know, you have a speaking community, like you are all about community and supporting people, you know, your love of networking and marketing. So talk a little bit about all these different facets that you have within your business. Yeah, I have some coaches that say, you need to focus on one thing. And I'm like, but I've been doing this for 20 years. And there's, it just compiles, right? I mean, as a business owner, I need to be speaking more. I need to have books and I need to build my business and get clients. And so why not just teach it all, right? And so, because most people, everybody needs all of that anyways. Um, And so it just kind of compounded on itself. I started the speaker group before the publishing. But then once I started doing so many books, I was like, well, I don't want to pay a publisher. I'm just going to be my own publisher. And so I learned from my publishing friends what to do. I paid them, learned from them, right? And then I started publishing side of the business. And so it isn't that big of a deal. I mean, I have virtual assistants and I have some systems around all of that. Um, it, It doesn't, I don't know. I just, I think it all goes together. So... I just love it. I love to help people become authors because the when you get that first box of books, you're like, oh, right? It's just a huge uplift. So, well, it is. And I'll speak from my own experience before I ask like the next question because I worked with Katrina to publish my first book, Stop Waiting, Start Living. And I absolutely love the process. And I and what it really helped me overall was this belief that I was not an author right? And the fact that I I got a book out there and now it's the kind of the credibility component, right? Because like when you tell people, you know, you wrote a book, their eyes get all like, oh my gosh, that's so amazing. But you've got to find the right people to align yourself with to support you because otherwise it can be a long journey. Like I just have a friend of mine who released her first book last week. And it took her seven years and she's fully transparent about that seven years because she wavered back and forth, back and forth. See, like with working with you, 
I had that commitment. Like I said, okay, this is going to happen. We're going to, we had a target date. I mean, what is it that, like, how many, first of all, how many authors have you helped with their own individual books? Well, I do more compilation books than their own individual books, but I did run a program once with 30 people when I first started, started doing this. Um, and so 30 people were in this group program and I think it was ideal. It was going to be like a, a 30 day to get your book done, but some of them, it took a year, some of them took six months, you know, some of them got it done right away. But, uh, so I think all of those 30 people got published and then in the last five years or six years, I've worked with about eight different authors for their individual book, either helping them just with the launch or just with the end of the, the publishing end of it. I don't necessarily do a lot of the book mentoring. I have a client who does that. Um, I can do some light copy editing, but I really love to help just the finished product. Let's just get it done. Get you done. Like I'm all about that with the publishing. Like stop sitting on your damn manuscript. Give me the copy of it and let's just get it done. Right. Well, when you have somebody like that in your corner, it's like, oh my gosh, like, okay, I'll get it to you. Because again, you know, it's that accountability component. And then you have your own series, Jumpstart Your Blank. And how many of those now have you released? We have had five. We're working on the sixth book uh, in six years. And it's been 70 authors so far have been published in that. So that's fun. Yeah. And then all the other compilation books that I've done with other people like yourself, um, probably another 50 authors, maybe 60. I love it. I just love it. And writing a chapter is just as good as writing a whole book. And it's so much faster and you can get published right now. Right. So, but eventually most people need to write their own book, um, but it's not always the first thing. I wrote a chapter in three different compilation books before I wrote my own first full book because I didn't have time. I was building a business, you know, and you shouldn't spend a time writing a book uh, for hours and hours and weeks and weeks if you're trying to get clients. I think you should just get the clients. It's not as important. Yeah. And so what was your first solo book? Uh, Love Yourself Successful. It, it was edition one. It was, so Love Yourself Successful, the old edition was like 11 years ago. Last year, I came out with edition two because I had to update the story at the end. You know, I left it off where I was single and dating. And so now I'm remarried to, uh, I, I call it my starter husband was in the book. And now I have my forever husband. So like, <laughs> I felt like I had to update the story in the book. And, you know, so... I made a second edition and 10 years later, it just made sense. Well, I'm going to have to to remember those, that terminology. I love that because I've had two starter husbands and now I'm married to my forever husband. So I like the way that you put that. Yeah. So you might've had a starter husband and uh, oops, I thought he was a forever husband and now you have the forever husband or something like that. <laughs> we'll come up with some kind of fun. It's all wordsmithing, right? It's all yeah. about wordsmithing. It is. What like kind of talk about like your process, you know, like what you do with with individuals. So somebody comes to you for coaching. And do you work with a lot of startups? Do you work with like maybe established, but they're struggling? Both like kind of talk about your process with your clients. I would say about 60% of my client base are um, in the first two or three years of their business. So more startups. Um, And they've tried a few things. 
and it's not working and they're frustrated or down to their last dollar, right? Or their tail end of their savings and they're starting to freak out that if they don't make this work, then what are they going to do? They're going to go back and get a job. So that's when they get a little desperate. Um, Unfortunately, I like to get them earlier than that. So they don't waste a bunch of money and time in the wrong places. And then about 40% of my clients are established businesses. And we do, usually we do some coaching around spot things like, We'll update their website or we'll help them with a book or we might help them create a new program that they've never done before. Like maybe they're doing a membership and they've only done one-on-one and they just don't know how to sell that. Or maybe we are working on their sales strategy or um, hiring a team and figuring out how to do more automation and delegating in their business so they can do more, you know, or not to do less, but make more. (laughs) And do you, are you able, I guess, to like do a lot of those for people or because of your partnerships, are you able to like bring in great collaborating partners that can support you with all of that? Because you've got the book, you're showing people how to market, you know, that kind of thing. But like when you talk about, let's say funnels or sales plans and all that kind of thing, do you get started with that and then have like other people that can help you with that or kind of talk a little bit about that as well? Yeah, I think it depends on the person's current business. Some people already have team in place. And so we just need to give the strategy to the team and then they can run with it. Um, For people who don't have a team, and then I'm usually helping decide on, say, the technology they need to use. A lot of people struggle with, should I use this cart or this CRM or this funnel thing or that? So like really deciding where they're going to put their business hub. Um, I do it because it relies on strategy. It's also based on their personality uh, and what their tech savviness is and also their budget, right? And so I help them figure that out. But yeah, the implementation of it would be delegated to somebody ideally. I mean, I can do a lot of things, but I don't want to do... You don't want to pay me to do that. (laughs) Well, and I know you love so many different aspects of your business and they all do kind of fall under one umbrella, but like, I don't know, my mind's going to this question. If you could only do one thing, like it, you know, like if it just narrowed down to, for whatever reason, you were forced to pick one thing in your business, what would it be? Well, I would use a wordsmithing phrase that encompassed everything. (laughs) (laughs) client attraction and generate client generation. That's one thing because that involves everything that we just talked about. (laughs) Ah, you're tricky. You're yeah. You've got the wordsmithing going on. That's what I love about you. Cash flow, cash generation. Yeah. You know, we're, we're almost like, as we're recording this, we're almost done, like hard to believe with the first quarter of 2023. So Like, how have things progressed for you so far this year? And what's on the agenda? Like, what are you looking forward to, you know, for the remainder of the year? Like, what kind of big, you know, maybe goals or targets or anything that you set for yourself? Because again, like, you know, sometimes it's about self-coaching ourselves as well. So what's on the agenda for Katrina? (laughs) Well, it's funny. I set a pretty lofty money goal for myself this year, um, just like I always do. But this year was a little different. I went a little higher. And so you just never know how it's going to play out. Um, And that's not my responsibility. And I think it'll, you know, whether it works out or not, I hope it does. (laughs) I plan on it doing. Um, 
but I've changed a few of the business models a little bit, like especially with the speaker network. I've added a paid level. I've added different pay pay to play speaking and giveaway options. So I don't know. I'm I'm feeling into it. I, I actually had a slower start to the year, honestly. Um, because I had a mentor who was telling me to do one thing and I was feeling that that wasn't the thing. And so, you know, I like to do what my mentor says, but I just, I don't know, I'm just feeling a little differently. So I eased into the year, I think. And I also am putting more boundaries around self-care and family time. And so I, you know, while I have a big goal, do I want to hustle to get there? No. So I might actually change it along the way. So you say, what do I have big plan? Well, I have a conference, a digital conference with a speaker plan. I have um, some speaking trips and stuff planned. I'm really liking that. I'm really missing the in-person um, component of networking and speaking. And in my area in Northern California, we don't have a lot of good groups. And so when I go to these other places and they're just... 50 or 80 people in the room, all these women. I'm like, oh my God, I want to move here. Right. <laughs> like, so <laughs> that's well, you'll have for to me. come to Phoenix with Colleen and I, because like I'm sure that we can, you know, like have you like, you know, go to like a lot of things. Cause there's a lot of like in-person yes. um, opportunities that are are happening here. And what I love what you're saying is that, you know, like nothing is really set in stone. And I've gotten that message this year as well, because I did a lot last year. Like, you know, I think we all do. We have those years where we're, you know, we've got the pedal to the metal and we're making a lot of things happen. And this year I've kind of stepped back myself as well too, to like really, I guess, feel or see what it is that's most important to me. Because the message that I keep getting, which sounds like what you're talking about is sometimes it's the connection connections are really key, not only, like you said, with yourself, with your family and with other human beings. Yeah, it's, it's true. And so I think connections is important to me, but being flexible, I think with the year, as I feel into it, I might pull something, I might add something. I don't know. I don't know yet. This is probably the most unplanned year that I have had in a dozen years. Really strange. Well, I guess we'll have to check in at the end of this year and see how it went, right? Because sometimes it's all about being in that receiving mode. And I just have this gut feeling that that big number that you set is going to come to fruition because maybe you're just doing things a little bit different this year. Mm. Trina, we talked about a lot of different things, but is there anything that I didn't ask or maybe that's on your heart that you you want the listening audience to know? Well, as you were saying that last thing, um, I don't know how it's going to play out, right? I I was thinking back to a mentor that I had in 2008 who, where I cried the whole entire year because all I did was that when I went to him was I hadn't made a six figures yet, right? So I was just like, you're going to show me what to do to get to six figures, right? You're going to show me what I need to do to make a hundred thousand or more this year. And then he was bragging on me that my rate or my goal was too low and all this stuff. And the whole year though, him and the mastermind that I was a part of would just say, Katrina, I was like, what am I need to do? This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm selling. This is where I am. They'd say, Katrina, 
just be love. And I'm like, just be love. And I'm like, but what do I need to do to be love? I don't understand how to be like, what, what does that mean? What do I do? And so I was focused so much on the doing and not the being. And when, I don't know how I was being different, but somehow all that coercing forced me to be different <laughs> and not do any extra stuff. And I made like 120 that year and with just being more instead of doing more. And so I think that's where I am this year is like, I've been doing, 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 doing. I know. And you would talk about it. I talk about it, get shit done, stop the excuses, but let's just be and be and see, be and see. let's just be and see what happens. And. Oh my gosh, you are totally <laughs> speaking my language because that, I, I like, seriously, it's, it's so funny how like attracts like, right. And there, I always say there are no coincidences, but that's been a big message for me. You know, it's about getting off the doing, getting off the hamster wheel. And granted, I'm a get shit done coach. But what I tell people is that you can get sometimes more done without losing your sanity. And yeah. it's not about a frantic pace. It's not about like that frantic energy. It's just like being in the moment and saying yes to sometimes life opportunities that you're so quick to say no because those can open a lot of additional doors for you. Agreed. And, you know, we're so like ingrained in, in doing the same thing over and over, right? Or we're so ingrained, like we got to work, we got to work, we got to work. And sometimes it's like, you know, if you just decide to say yes to, you know, a life opportunity, you never know who may be there that's exactly the person that you've been looking to meet. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, we got to like, I'm telling you, you know, you better come out here, Katrina, or I guess I'm going to have to come to Sacramento so that we can be in the moment more than just be do, 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 do. Right. Oh my yes. gosh. Katrina, how do people get a hold of you? What's the best way for them to connect with you? I am all over social media as Katrina Sawa, but my website for the business is jumpstartyourbiznow.com. And there's a free resources page there with a bunch of free trainings and a free business biz quiz that's really good. If anybody wants to check it out, it actually looks at the five different areas that most people need to make tweaks in in order to see a lot more cash flow. So that quiz is really good. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Well, we'll make sure we have all the links for that. I know you sent me all the links so that people can find those resources because I love like doing that kind of stuff and just seeing where I sit. Because sometimes, you know, um, again, that's why people hire coaches. That's why people work with Katrina because when you're in it, you don't always see it and you need somebody to do the 360 degree view of life. So I know, you know, this is the get shit done podcast, but like, here's, here's the thing. Like I always ask people like, what are you doing to get shit done in your own life this week? But how about like, what is the one thing that you're looking forward to this week? And just the being instead of the GSD, like being like, are you going to hang out with your, your husband or is there something special planned this week? Well, it would be nice if it stopped raining here, but, <laughs> and I know this is, so we're, this is probably coming out later and it won't be raining then I'm sure, but it's been raining and raining and raining and raining, raining, and raining. So I love wine tasting and I can't wait to go wine tasting again. If the sun would just come out. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what though? Like you could do something fun with just going and buying 
like, you know, like a bunch of bottles, right? Like I've heard people do this kind of thing where you put wine in like a brown bag. So like invite a bunch of your girlfriends come on, to come on over and bring wine in a brown bag and you don't see what it is. And then you can do some wine tasting and see which one you like mm-hmm. best, right? And then you pull it out of the brown bag and see what it is. Like, I think that could be kind of fun. That's interesting. Might have to give that some thought. All right. Yes. Well, you know, or just you and your husband. <laughs> We're good at going and buying bottles of wine. Don't get me wrong. Like, that's right. boring. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, Katrina, thank you so much for being here with us today. I, you know, I just adore you. And again, like if those of you listening in have ever thought about, you know, writing a book, you know, like the, the whole compilation thing, Katrina just makes it easy. And it was so much fun to work with her and really gives you all the support that you need. So stop saying no to yourself. And maybe this is one of those life opportunities that you say yes to. So Katrina, thanks again for being here today. You're welcome. Yes. Say yes. Say yes. Yes. That's how we're going to, we're going to end with say yes. Say yes to wine in brown bags. There you, <laughs> there you go. So this is Julie Jones signing off for another episode of the Get Shit Done podcast. As always, I appreciate you listening in. Please, please, please share this information out there. There's so much great content and we had a lot of fun today as always. Like, share, subscribe, do all those things that I ask each and every week. And as always, have a productive get shit done kind of week. We'll talk to you soon. Time is our most valuable asset. And I certainly do appreciate yours. Thank you so much for listening to the Get Shit Done podcast with me, Julie Jones. If this episode was helpful for you, Please subscribe and give me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcast. This goes a long way in helping others to find the show too. Are you ready? I mean, really ready to make the next step towards living your best life now? Then contact me at juliejones.biz to schedule your call with me. You can also find additional information on contacting me in the show notes. Be sure to tune in again next week for another episode of the Get Shit Done podcast. In the meantime, be sure to live your life with purpose and passion.